0: Yep What's up everybody Welcome back Welcome back To the Bridging the Gap podcast I hope you're all well I'm great Thank you for asking Um, We're here for another podcast. We're trying to keep consistent. You guys know how many times I've dropped off the face of the planet. Many, many times. I'm sure I'll do it again. But we're back here for another one. We're back visually. Shout out to the guys who've been watching visually. Uh, Maybe like 300 of you. Uh, That's pretty crazy. People always think 300 views is not very many. Think about those 300 people in a room. it would be insane. Uh, So I'm always humbled. By any amount of views, uh, obviously the guys in the listening to the audio, you're the majority of the audience, so appreciate you guys as always. We're gonna do a full Q and A podcast today. I think the last one we kind of we recorded like one big long one, and then realized that I hadn't recorded from the mic; I was recording from my laptop, and it sounded like I was talking into a tin can. So uh, we had to record again, and then we just didn't get as many questions. So just gonna do a full Q and A podcast. Many, many, many questions this time, so if they're shit questions, you're not going to get asked, asked, answered. If they're good questions, you're going to get answered. I'm just going to run through these relatively quickly. If there's something a little bit deeper, we will obviously, of course, go into them. Lots of bodybuilding questions, of course, I'm a bodybuilder, but also lots of live questions as well, so we'll keep it mixed up. I'm not going to do it in any, any particular order. How far into prep um, would you keep Lantus in? So, Lantus is a slow-acting insulin. Basically, it just drip feeds insulin into your body, which pulls down blood glucose over a long period of time. Personally, I just drop it straight out. There's no real need. Like, once you enter a hypocaloric diet, a diet of which you are void um, of calories or in a deficit, you're just going to start to improve things like blood glucose. You're going to start to just improve... Uh, you're also going to reduce the amount of carbohydrates that you eat, which reduces the amount of stress on the pancreas. Insulin really should just be used when you're having pretty high amounts of carbohydrates, which puts a lot of stress on the pancreas. And ultimately, uh, if you're having like more carbohydrates than what the pancreas can produce, is when using things like insulin would be a very, very good idea. So, pretty much straight away, there's no real need to keep it in that long. Um, Unless you're coming from like a 1,000 grams of carbohydrates to like 800, 700, that's still pretty darn high and you could warrant keeping it in. But for most of my guys, or girls, they're not that high uh, on food. It's pretty difficult to get that high. you got to be a big old boy or a big old girl, a really big girl, to be able to eat that much, um, which is probably not going to be the case. Do you think turning pro in men's physique is easier than classic? No hate, by the way, I'm just curious. <laughs> Let's think about this logically it's the lowest in the category it's like the yeah of course it's it's much easier um in fact you know what i'm actually going to change that answer i don't know whether it's easier i don't know whether i have the answer to that and this is why i say that because i think that classic is a look it's much more of a look than men's physique if that makes sense which is which was a big decision a big deciding factor in me moving to classic uh, because i feel like i have that look and i think that a lot of guys have that look in men's physique I think if you took like the top 30 Olympians in classic and the top 30 Olympians in men's physique I reckon if you're judging them based off the criteria the top 30 of the men's physique are going to be better if that makes sense like it's going to be a lot harder to judge because a lot more people can get there it's a lot more attainable and it's a lot less of a look Whereas Classic just has this vibe, right? Big rib cage, small waist, big arms. It's very much like a style of physique. And I think that if you have that style of physique, you could just walk into most shows and win, if that makes sense. Because not everyone has that. Like, quite often it's either small bodybuilders, people who want to be C-bum, or people who have just outgrown men's physique and they don't quite have the look. Like, I genuinely, genuinely believe you could take the top five of men's physique and the moment they throw, like, a front double, they just get smoked by everyone. You know, but as soon as they have their arms hanging down like this, like they're just unreal. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. Logically speaking, it sounds easier because it's like lower down the totem pole. But I don't know whether it is in practice. And there's no hate taking, guys. Um, doesn't doesn't bother me at all. You guys know me by now. I, I I I play my own game. I play my own rules, and I am subject to my own um, criticism more than anyone's, So don't you worry, my son. Thoughts on NMN. i got my laptop in front of me. I don't even know what NMN is. NMN. Nicotinamide monucleotide. I have no idea. I have no idea what that is. Okay. This is like a link to a NAD. I think it's like an. I'm going to type in NMN benefits. And let's see what I think of it. I feel like it's going to be like anti-inflammatory. Okay, it's anti-age. I've definitely heard of it. So it like supposedly boosts your metabolism, improves insulin sensitivity, improves mitochondrial metabolism. Mitochondrial. Mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Shout out to GCSE Biology. Uh, I haven't got a clue. I just Googled it now, so... I don't know. I've heard I've heard quite a few of the uh the, the, the biohackers talk about it that I follow, but I've not quite used it myself, so I don't I don't really fancy passing on my judgment of what it does. Um, so I won't. Most surprising challenge making the move to classic. Posing. It's not really a surprise though. It's not really a surprise. Um I don't think anything's going to surprise me in this day and age. I've been in the bodybuilding for like 10 years, so I know it inside out. It's going to be the posing for me. Like, I've already got significantly better. Like, I've gone from thinking that my rear double shot is just awful to like, hey, it's not bad, you know. Like, actually, you could just uh, tweak that posing a little bit, pull down. I actually took a shot yesterday, or Loki took a shot yesterday. I thought, it's not too bad if I could get peeled and add some muscle. So, the posing's going to be the hard part because I know that there is so much that goes into it, especially at the top level. Uh... So I think that's, I think that's going to be even harder than I think it's going to be when I get there. And then we've got to think about holding those poses for as long as they do, looking like a damn professional when you do them. Like, I, I, when I'm checking in, I go from normal to insta-sweating in seconds. Uh, granted, I'm, I'm in Dubai at the moment, but in seconds I go like that and I'm shaking. So I've got to get to the point where I don't shake, I look really, really good. And like if you're just doing a front pose in Mensa like that's super easy to hold, so... Um, how does the hams not get hit in a squat leg press pattern uh, in brackets, but I don't know the mechanics, so You've got to think about Yeah, pull this down so you can see the athlete. See, that's what we do here. Shout out to Alphalete, Josh Beefy Discount <laughs> um, You've got to think when you're thinking about a muscle Move it, right? It's the, it's the simplest way to do it. You don't need to know the biomechanics of it, right? You put your arm out you put your leg out and you bend it right you bend it what what muscle is contracting when you bend it and in which direction is it bending so if you're in a leg press you bring your leg down like what muscle is like most tensed probably a quad right because you got to control that weight down like your hamstring moves the length of the hamstring moves so that tells you that actually the hamstring is being activated but it's not the prime mover it's not the thing that's keeping you stable. It's not the thing that's ultimately putting... Uh, it's, not, it's not the thing that's moving the weight, but there will be some stability that you're generating from the hamstring curl. There's going to be slight activation, but if you think about how to increase the tension on that, right, simply, like, put something on the back of your heel, like, sit on the edge of a sofa, pull your legs in, like, you're going to feel your hamstring connect. And that is how you want to load it, right? How do, If you were to put some really 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 heavy shoes on, sit on the edge of the bed and lift your leg up like your quads gonna hurt a little bit more. Um, Same thing with the bicep, like the triceps is moving, the tricep is elongating, the tricep is moving but it's not the prime mover, it's not the loader so just think about those things when you do get into those movements and that's like the easiest way to work out biomechanics, you don't need to know the joint function and you know the, the moment arm and all that, of course it really really helps but Actually just like what's tensed right now when you're lifting that weight is most likely what's working Which is really important How is the site injections going? Um so, uh, I think he's specifically talking about a growth hormone here. I've been using growth hormone for a good few years. I've just recently, probably the past, uh, actually post-show, I've been doing site injections, as in the site that I am training injections. So, uh, on push day, I'll inject my chest. On pull day, I'll inject my lats. Um, I'll just pull out the IU that I need at the moment. I've been doing seven, uh, two point two point five. I'll push it into one lat. Put half of it in, take it out, put it into the other lap. Put half of it in. Um, they're not the most comfortable things to do. Like I'm, I'm, I'm used to like injection pain by now, which is why I think I'm only starting this after like four or five years of injecting. But the difference is crazy. I feel fuller. I feel a better connection. Feel better blood flow. There's a little bit of research to say that it increases satellite cell proliferation, which is just like more muscle gain. There's also localized fat loss that you can do. I've only ever like injected in my belly and like sometimes it gives me lumps i've almost got like permanent lumps in my in my belly sometimes where maybe you've hit a vein maybe you've hit an artery i've got some big fucking chunky veins in my belly i'm so sure i've been in those it's kind of given some scar tissue so i've just moved to intramuscular um on shoulder day pop them straight into the shoulders and uh i feel the difference i'll just say that if you are someone who's utilizing growth hormone just try it pre-workout 90 minutes uh why 90 minutes? Because growth hormone tends to peak in the blood in about two hours after. So I do it 90 minutes before the workout. So it's peaking while I'm training. It's been good. Like, they're not nice to do. Like I did the the, the chest injections weren't nice at all. But it's decent. Uh, what is a recent life lesson that you have learned? Um, I would say that the weight of the weight of holding things back will... you'll never escape it, if that makes sense. Whether that be a conversation you need, whether that be a hard conversation, you know, in business, very, very hard conversations. There's nothing worse than having a business where you've got an issue with someone and you just can't bring it up. That weight of that just plays on you, and it will affect your relationships. It will. Whether that be you're colder to that person, whether you give that person less time, whether you just don't want to give as much effort into that person, like consciously or subconsciously, it just seeps out into things. And I think that that is something that I've been trying to exercise much more this year is to take ownership of my own decisions and my own life. We are the captains of our own ship and just passively going through life. Uh, which is probably something I've done for like 29 years uh, doesn't always work I think it plays in your brain and I think it affects things so that is probably one of the most important lessons that I've learned recently and I'm trying to act on it doesn't mean I'm perfect, just means I'm trying to be a little bit better um, how to control hyperprolactin without use of CABA I'm very, very glad that you said Without the use of CABA Because CABA is pretty CABA is like on the level of Rimadex, All those things which can slash cholesterol They're not very, very good for your liver, kidney and whatnot So uh, P5P and vitamin B6 P5P is the active form of B6 Are really, really good to bring down prolactin directly I've had high prolactin a few times I've used CABA a few times um, But P5P has given me the exact same uh, result Amazon, P5P, simple, and that will help bring it down, and the best thing you can do there is use it for like two to three weeks, retest your prolactin, see if it's come down, if not, another two, three weeks, retest, and if not, then maybe you've got a little bit of use for Kaver. Here's another one, any experiences with UDCA? I don't know, I can clue what that is, mate, UDCA, googling it again, by the way, for the people who are on the audio. Oh, it's Tudka. It's literally just Tudka. Yeah, Tudka's really, really good. Um, works really, really well for um, helping your liver. You want to be using that year-round if you're assisted, if you're using orals. There's a little bit of research to say that Tudka can reduce the effect, potentially a little bit of the orals, but it's just... It, like The benefits outweigh the negatives there, and if you're using other anabolics, like, it's like throwing... A match that's a uh, that's lit into like a swimming pool like it just doesn't make much of a difference so i would always be using Tudka year-round um, for sure in terms of dosing I'm not 100% sure off the top of my head uh, I am a little bit of that guy who will just sort of take what the tin says and what I've been told to take but I will uh, revisit that another day what are some common mistakes you see people making in the industry um, I think some common mistakes that I see are not understanding their brand message or potentially their business. So there's a little bit of a, like, <laughs> we, we started, we didn't start, but we maybe brought a little bit more eyes to the motivational side of Instagram. Uh, some incredible reels that we did, putting those voiceovers and having some you know, putting the physique over it. And, and, and like, I'm a motivational person. Like, I've always sort of talked like that. I can go back to one of my first YouTube videos, and there's like motivational rants every other one. You know that's kind of my persona uh, as an influencer, as a person. And I think we're getting this trend of seeing like online coaches do it. And I don't think you should be doing it if you're an online coach because you you, you just mix matching your audience. You know, you, you, if you're an online coach, talk about coaching, talk about helping people, talk about how you can you know change people's lives, how you change your life, show your what your business does. You just having this narrative of, here's my check-in, here's my client's check-ins, uh, this is the transformation, and all this amazing coaching content, and then you just suddenly switch to trying to get clicks and likes, which don't in- impact your business. Like, the motivational side, they don't impact my coaching business whatsoever. They get more eyes on me, and then in turn, they see the products that I promote, they see the products that I sell from Monomar, and that's how I get it back. But when you're just a coach, and your business is just coaching, you've got to just understand what your audience is looking for and also, like, what your target audience is, you know, and just I think there's a lot of of, mismatching of messages uh, which is led by either getting likes, not getting likes, feeling like you're not valued and seeing what other people are doing. Uh, Obviously, like, we went from 70K followers to 100K in, like, a month or two or two months and now everyone's trying to do what we did. Uh, that trend is almost gone, you know, and we're trying to look for the next trend already because it's, it's we go back to doing it and it doesn't hit like it used to because it's it's so fast, it's so fast paced, which is why your core message should be very, very similar. And your core idea of who you're trying to target should be very, very similar. And this is actually one of the reasons why I left a mentor that I had because it was just trying to change my message to just solely focus on coaching. Whereas, yeah, coaching is incredible for me. I love coaching and that is a message that I like to spread that I am a coach, but it's also not all I do. Like I also, I, I motivate people, I inspire people. You know, it sounds cringe to say that out loud, but you've got to be honest with what you do. Like that is what happen, That is what happens when I put stuff out. Like that's the reality of it. So own it, um, understand what works and just don't get lost trying to chase those likes and follows because it's, it could damage your business like if you just suddenly go from this amazing online coach to you trying to motivate everyone like your audience is, is small It's like those guys who go viral for eating videos, and then they don't want to do eating videos anymore Well your whole audience just want to see the eating videos, so you know, it's like the audience that the, the views just half Straight away, so it's very hard to like Get across that so I've always tried to try and find the balance between the, those messages if possible Um Less exercises with more volume, more exercises with less volume. Doesn't matter at all. In any way, shape or form. Personal preference. I'm actually just moving towards more volume with less exercises now. I'm enjoying it, man. Just staying on one exercise, like rather than floating around. Like it's just something different is really, really helpful. You know? Novel stimulus is is incredible in this game especially for muscle building so try both see which one you prefer see which one you like as long as you're understanding the movement patterns and targeting that muscle the best that you can within the biomechanics and range that's available safely it doesn't matter honestly it really really doesn't matter the body doesn't recognize what exercise you're doing it just recognizes the tension that you're putting through the muscle so i think it's really important to enjoy what you're doing first and then worry about that type of stuff a little bit later How do you deal with self-induced Pressure and urgency Not that well (laughs) Not that fucking well Uh, I Like I think the most amount of anxiety That I get is from me There's a lot of Pressure from other people I've done very well to separate myself From that like As much as I love you guys As much as I love the Interaction and respect everyone's comments Like it's noise to me it's noise to me, right? I put up a post, oh my God, you're gonna win. I did my pro card season. No, the year before my pro card season, every comment, you get a pro card this year, you get a pro card this year, and you kind of look like, you think, fuck, I might. And then you get smoked. And then you think, oh, actually, it's like these guys aren't professionals. Uh, you're not judges. You're not the people that stand in front of me. You're looking at Instagram pictures, guys. I curate these Instagram pictures. We put filters on them. We add structure sometimes. I'm choosing which photo to put up there, right? It's the perfect lighting. There are pictures I've put up that you think, fuck, I'm absolutely huge. And then I go stand on stage and you think, actually, no, I was not the biggest on stage. And you think, how? It's all lighting. It's all curated. So for me, I know that. And I'm very, very well-versed in Instagram and editing and what real life is. So it's a little bit of noise at this point. Like, I love the support. I'm very grateful for people saying how good I look and how well... I'm gonna do but at this point like I'm, I'm much more worried about the pressure that I put on myself and my goals and, and, and if I'm aligning with those and if I'm gonna achieve those along with the people that I care about uh, and the people that care about me and the people that see me in person so for the last five years I've been Cal like he's the guy who I really worry about his opinion more than anything uh, my partner um, that's it man judges feedback like none of nothing else matters no no comment on Instagram no hate comment or love comment on Instagram is gonna sway how I feel about what I'm achieving and I think that's really important and important to do is to set yourself your goals and to not let those goals be swayed by what other people think or say because more often than not they haven't got a scooby clue I haven't got a scooby clue like come see me in person I had a comment the day on my Instagram saying you take all this gear you're not even that big I think I'm actually at that point where I'm pretty fucking big now like I can say that safely I'm 6 foot 110 kilos 8% body fat shredded legs like mm, not many people on this planet like that and then you get a comment under it that says wow you're massive it's irrelevant you know who cares just worry about what you've got and the person who stands next to you on stage it's, 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 uh, that's it um, so I don't deal with it that well I definitely feel the pressure more often than not I have therapy I talk about it. Uh, I try and voice my opinions. I try and voice when I'm feeling x, x, y, and z, and the people around me will try and try and help me get through that. You know, but it's not always that easy. Can you share something that you're working on with One Um, There's a few things that we're trying to work on. Building a business is very, very hard when you don't know how to build a business, and I'm kind of in that place where. I've winged it for a very, very long time. So this year has been all about building the systems and building the team around me to do it better than I could do it on my own. You know, we have an email marketing team, we have a social media team, we have a pricing margin and analyst team. Um, I do kind of the marketing ideas and conceptualization of product, you know. So I think for me, the thing that you guys don't see is just building the business behind the scenes of the business to let it run seamlessly a customer service team we have a returns team we have a warehouse team right guys wouldn't think that we've got seven eight nine people that work for us <coughs> more often than not people think i do everything i can't do everything i'm not good enough to do everything and handing over that ownership was one of the hardest things to do but in terms of the things that i'm personally working on We've got a good few um, ranges that we want to get nailed. Like, I'm really trying to nail manufacturing and uh, quality of clothing. That's going to be our biggest thing. While, you know, trying to design and get drops, three, four clothing drops a year, while also trying to think of new products is is very, very difficult. So there are a few products that we've got in the background that I've probably been working on for like a year. Um, Just as an example... Uh, weight stops, Uh, changeable weight stops is probably one of the biggest things. So you guys have seen we use yoga blocks or d-handles just to try and bring the weight forward so you can set into a safer position. Uh, I'm trying to use, I'm trying to make ones that can fall out the way when you press, ones that can adjust depending how tall you are, uh, ones that won't break as well because you can use plastic but then they break. You could use rubber but then they might scar and they might deform you know so you need a hard rubber. Uh, And then you need them to fall, but if they fall, if they're adjustable, will they break? And then if they fall, uh, will they just roll and hit someone else? Will they roll and hit you? Like there's a lot of things So we thought of like, a hard rubber, multi-adjustable thing that you can be adjusted four ways, that has a, uh, a loop on it, a strap on it, that hooks to the machine so it falls off it. You know, it's very, very complicated to get all this stuff done. And more often than not, from concept to idea, it could take like 18 months you know, so that's, I think that's probably one of the biggest things we're trying to work on and crack, um, in the meantime, just clothing drops will be the main thing. Um, away from bodybuilding, on a personal level, what are some future goals and aspirations? I'm going to be super soppy, I want a baby, I want a baby girl, I want a damn baby girl, we've been, uh, going to the pool for an hour or so every, 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 every day pretty much, and there's always like little families there and you know teaching their little kids to swim and the other day this guy was just lying in the in the shallow at the pool and it's like a little baby girl was just resting on his chest i just thought oh my god that is making me broody so that's something that i've I've not really ever thought about until like this year like in fact i've been the opposite i've always said i don't want kids i don't want to have a little shit running around stealing my money you know (laughs) i don't want to have the pressure of Teaching a kid morals and and bringing it into a world which I felt was pretty shit at the time, but I've changed that. Like, in fact, I could bring a beautiful human into this world to have a positive impact. You know, I can have a feeling that is only possible through one thing and one thing only, like reproduction. Like, money doesn't buy that. You know, I think as I experienced more things, experienced more things, I've had a truly, truly lottery winning life even when i was young i've experienced amazing things like none of those things are going to get that that type of feeling so i feel like as i climb the financial ladder you kind of chase things that aren't financially possible more 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 than not so that's probably one of my biggest things i've been thinking about whole marriage and house stuff whatever but like having a kid that'd be cool How do you travel with your gear? Uh, Do you just source at locations? I'll ask on the podcast. I don't do this on my... People ask me this shit on my stories all the time. I'm not going to post this publicly to my stories to 100,000 people. I smuggle internationally. Like, no. depends on where I go. If I'm in Europe... In fact, I don't think I've ever smuggled. (laughs) Smuggled. I don't think I've ever taken... I've taken maybe once. I've I've taken my growth hormone somewhere. And it would have been back into England. Because... You arrive in England, like the worst thing that's going to happen is they're going to take it off you and like where they, get, they can't like tell me to leave the country, can they? So it's fine. Anywhere else, I'm going to sort it there. Like, it's not worth the risk for me. If I get any criminal record, I'm not going to America, like which is everything for me because I've got to get to Vegas or I've got to get to Orlando for the Olympia. So there is no need for me to risk it at all. So I just source it where I go. If I'm going on a holiday more often than not, I'm gonna take a bigger injection the day before I leave and then the day when I get back and just not risk it. Cause it's just, it, odds are you'll be fine. I just, like, I'd rather the odds be 100% than like 95%, you know? It's not gonna make a big deal. And I only really travel when I've got nothing on. I'm not in a blast, I'm not on prep or anything. Uh, and if I'm here, Dubai is like a fucking walk-in pharmacy anyway. Random one, do you think the trend trends will be successful in bodybuilding? No, absolutely not. They are, uh, they need a lot of work yet. They're very, very young right now, so they're not going to achieve much this year. But you know what, they probably get fucking pro cards. It always happens. Every single fucking one of those influencers who are like 20 to 21, 22, they always just like end up looking amazing and getting pro cards. The standard to get a pro card in America, in my opinion, is a little bit lower, but I think that they don't commit themselves properly. Uh, not that I know them personally, I think that I think that social media is a little bit too big for them. Like, I think it'd be silly for them to de- dedicate their lives to bodybuilding. Like, they've got half; they must be making ridiculous amounts of money. They should just carry on doing what they're doing until they're twenty-six, 26, 27 and the hype runs out, and they've just made millions by that point. So, how far do you see yourself going in classic? The whole way, the whole way. I don't do this shit to be half measures. I would not be a bodybuilder if I don't see myself being at the top. I wouldn't have taken steroids, I wouldn't chase Men's Physique Pro, I wouldn't be a, make the transition to classic if I didn't think I could do everything. So, that's it. Um, growth hormone run, worth running by itself? Yeah, I think any growth hormone is better than no growth hormone if you are assisted. <laughs> if you're not and don't, obviously. Do you ever see yourself fully moving out of the UK? Uh, I feel like you've not been around here brother, I'm I'm gone, I've left, I'm not a resident of the UK anymore, like I physically cannot be in the UK for longer than 88 days in a row, so yeah I'm gone, fuck the UK, absolute shit show, do you take rest days after your tattoos in order to let them heal properly? Yeah, my tattoos are so small. Like they're really, really small ones. I've got ten of them, but they're just so small. Like I I like I'm big into patchwork. I like just sporadic, random tattoos. Like all my tattoos are like all off-centred. Like the people who do my tattoos, they are so annoyed when they do them. They're like, can you just make this like more more neutral? I'm like, no, bro. I want it fucking awkward. Like one of them faces me. He's like, he's got to face the other way. I'm like, no, it doesn't. Like my one arm on my ankle is upside down to people. And the the person who did it was just infuriated that I wanted it like that But I was like, nah, that's how I want it Um, So, nah, my ones are so small that it's just not going to make a difference And I don't have advice for big ones because I've never had it Um, Best life skill people should learn or be better at Sticking to it Sticking to it Because you're going to eat shit You're going to fall off the wagon uh, you're gonna do things, and you feel like nothing's happening. You're gonna you're gonna do things that worked before, that don't work now, and you're gonna feel like you're doing something wrong uh, in this game in social media. It's the best thing that's ever taught me. Is like I've been through periods of time where I'm being myself, I'm being authentic, and and you get less likes, less views, less people watching. Probably right now, in fact, I'm going through that phase. And you think, am I doing something wrong? Is it the move to Dubai? Am I become more arrogant now? Are people losing re- relation to you? But much like bodybuilding, you got to stick with it because more often than not, time in the game is what gets you the results. Um, ups and downs, you know, Drake said it best. I guess you lose some, you win some, as long as the outcome is income, right? It just basically means you can go up and down as long as there's a positive trend upwards. So remembering those downs, that there was an up before it, that's probably the hardest thing that I learned. We're not gonna go too much more. We're creaching in on uh, half an hour. Um, Ever tried anxiety medication? No, I haven't. Um, I've been okay with anxiety, not to the point when I needed any medication. I don't have any opinion on it either, so I'm I'm actually gonna leave that one. How did you increase androgen receptor? You can't, uh, you actually, you upregulate androgen receptors, which means you get more of them which just means that the same amount of gear over a longer period of time will do a little bit less. Takes a long time to happen, so it just means that if you are taking steroids, you've got to take more over time because your androgens upregulate, so. What made you move to Dubai? Tax-free, baby. Tax-free, I sent my last VAT bill off and I was like, nah, I'm out son, I'm out. Have you ever binged too hard post-show? If so, what did you eat and what did you regret? I ate everything. <laughs> everything. Post-IFBB post, post IFBB pro card, I ate everything. But I like... It was actually one of the... own. I've, I've, I've binged before um, without winning a pro card. And it just, you just feel terrible. Terrible. Like, I've eaten to the point of throwing up. Oh, I went for an all-you-can-eat Chinese... And I was like, oh my God, I'm so full. An hour later, I ordered Domino's and I just threw up the whole pizza and everything else. I mean, thank God I threw up because I wouldn't want to go to sleep with that belly or wake up the next day, but everything. Um, but post-show IFB Pro Card was one of the first times I was like, I don't care because I've achieved such a long, like a long, long, long dream. I was like, fuck it. And I'll do that after Olympia as well, if I get there. Mm, no, I probably won't. Um, everything, my go-to is Domino's for sure and Chinese and Indian and uh, probably like Nando's and (laughs) everything else under the sun (laughs) cookies I've unfortunately developed like a sweet tooth this year and last year I actually blame I actually blame you over there she's not listening but I blame I blame my partner she just she is a a sweet tooth and I never had a sweet tooth and then now she's she's made me have a sweet tooth what's your favourite classic pose going to be probably the hand on hip Bicep up, because you could. For me personally, where I hit my vacuum, I can like push my waist in so it just looks tiny, and I've got like a good left bicep peak, so I won't throw it on the right hand side. Although what's hard is it's my left delt looks good. This is the thing I need, I need to see a posing coach because they're gonna see things that I can't know. Um, so yeah, last few now. Thoughts on UK UAE cannabis law? I think it's stupid, but I respect it. That's a weird one. Um, Have you noticed any difference using mass versus primo? Honestly, no. I really don't notice the difference between gear, honestly. I've always said it. Like, the only things that I've felt are trend mentally and then uh, wind stroll. Like, those are the only two things that I notice. I notice when I'm on and off cycle, but I can barely notice the difference between, like, the drugs, honestly. You just... Bigger or smaller? That's honestly it. We'll do, we'll do a few quick fire ones just so you guys can hear a few more answers. Um, is John Dewitt big on a variety of micronutrients? Yep, there is um, multiple vegetables multiple times of the day. Uh, your present PED stack is 60 milligrams of testosterone, 40 milligrams of mastron every other day. Um, what can I do to improve my sleep? You can have a dark room. You can... Have a cold room you can make sure that you start to dim down lights in the evening you can make sure you have sunlight in the morning you can make sure you work hard in the day uh, and have a nice environment to sleep and the place that you sleep is the place that you sleep not work which should be perfect okay okay have you tried milos sashev's training method no i haven't been thinking about it actually when i was thinking about different coaches I messaged Milos and he said I had an incredible physique and I was like, ooh, that's gonna make me wanna do it. And then he said he checks people in every other week. And I was like, ah, I need a little bit more than that. And it was expensive, right? So I'm gonna talk to him twice every other week by email and pay like 500 pound a month. I'm like, oh, that's difficult for me to, to warrant that based off what I do for coaching. So I was a bit like, any modern innovations that you wish you had access to in earlier life? Nothing that I can afford. I would love the banks themselves, but I can't afford them. You know what? That's it. The rest of these, i am uh, they're a little bit too deep. And we've only got a few minutes left we've got to go. So, guys, if you enjoyed the podcast, please drop a rating. Tag us in your stories. Tag Bridging the Gap Podcasting. We're going to be dropping reels. We're going to be trying to make this a thing. So, appreciate you guys for tuning in. As always, peace and love, everybody. Bye-bye.